Shut up and sit down. All right, what's up, guys? How are we doing? Welcome back to the show, or welcome if it's your first time. This is the Quiet Part Loud podcast. My name's Daryl. I'm your host, as always, and this is episode 57. We are coming to you for the first time this week. It's midweek, and uh, yeah, last week we only did the one show, and that was on the Monday, uh, and that was a quick in and out, uh, quick hit of motivation, but we're back now, and... If you are coming back for a repeat visit, thank you guys. I appreciate you. And for all the newcomers, it is fantastic to have you. I hope you stick around and enjoy the show. Um, The numbers are in agreement with the fact that you do. And we've seen quite a nice, uh, quite a nice little growth curve over the last four or five episodes. And, uh, and we're always super grateful for that. So thanks straight off the top. Uh, just as a reminder, go ahead and check us out on iTunes. Uh, the SoundCloud numbers are looking really good and that's where we host and you can find the show there and subscribe to the channel there. Uh, but as always, I, you know, the, um, the iPod podcast app is uh, is king, but unfortunately, for some reason, we're not getting stats from them, and I need to do a bit of investigation because it seems like a lot of traffic is coming from there. Uh, but I just can't analyze how much. But it is growing. The show is getting more uh, more traction, and for that, I'd uh, just like to say thank you. So check us out on there, and of course, you can get us on Facebook as well um, and Twitter, both at the Quiet Part loud uh so check us out guys uh shoot us a message let us know what you think of the show uh we always appreciate feedback comments and any questions you have or topics you want covered give us a shout so episode 57 um it's been a fun week it's been an interesting week uh i went and saw the book of mormon i know it's been out for ages and tons of you are probably like yeah i fucking saw that ages ago it's hilarious it's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. These guys, I mean, it's from the creators of South Park, if you didn't know, and it is just it is it's fantastic from start to finish. They do a bit of an interval, uh, fifteen minute break in between. Uh, to be honest, I don't even think they needed to, but took that break and it just kept firing. It was fantastic, uh, and I know the show's been around for a long time. But my wife and I went as part of my birthday present uh, on Saturday, and it was a matinee (laughs) while this show's been going on for three plus years, I don't even know, and it was rammed. Not an empty seat in the house, just packed. And I was laughing out loud most of the show. It was fantastic. It was so well done. The, The transition of... Uh, scenes was amazing. The acting was phenomenal. There was a couple of characters in particular that were just ridiculous, just so funny. But um, the thing I didn't enjoy about it was the fact that they were like they were asking for donations afterwards. It, it was really, really like it was a good, I would say, ten minute pitch at the end of the show. They were like, "Don't go anywhere." And then they were like, this is what we want. We want we want you to pay 50 quid for this poster with all of our signatures on it. We want uh, 30 quid for a photo. If you want a photo with like the main actor, it was really poor. Um, and I just thought a little unnecessary because, you know, we just paid 250 quid for our tickets. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit of a bit of a shitty ending but nevertheless the show was absolutely incredible um so uh so that was that was fun this weekend Uh, as the weather starts to turn a bit colder i'm not gonna be able to garden as much because now all my fucking plants are dying but i can't complain after the year we've had um but on the way to the theater we were crossing over trafalgar square in london and went across the street and noticed that they had like gender signs for the traffic lights and like gender neutral traffic lights. It was really, really bizarre. 
um, you know the circle with the line and the arrow and then the circle with the line and the cross? They had those on one of them. They had two what looked like more aliens than boy or girl on the sign crossing the road. It was really peculiar. Um, and I was just like, yep, there's another form of parody. We're living in it. How can this not be a simulation when we're having to just entertain ridiculous things like this? I saw an article today that said there was an uproar because uh, the ginger, gender neutral gingerbread men, <laughs> sorry, can't even say men. It was gender neutral gingerbread figurines. And the outrage was that they were gingerbread men before. So they, they should be gender neutral or there should be, you know, ginger women and ginger, gingerbread women and gingerbread men, which there already are depending on which bakery you go to, but that wasn't good enough for people. They wanted gender neutral. They wanted gender neutral. So now somebody's gone in, saw that they were gender neutral, saw that they were labeled, uh, genderless gingerbread figurines or whatever the fuck they were named and and went nuts and just wasn't having it and as absurd as that is and as inconsequential to the whole entire big picture of the world that we currently live in it is kind of it, it also kind of is relevant it kind of also does encapsulate some of that picture of the kind of the absurdity of the world that we currently live in because certain things just are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if I say to you, do you want a bite of my gingerbread blank? there will be a natural response to that. There'll be a natural response that is gingerbread man. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that women are getting left out of the gingerbread person ratio. And that they're like, does it matter? I guess that's what I'm actually asking. Does it fucking matter that they're called gingerbread men? So we didn't need to change them to genderless gingerbread figurines in the first place. We could have just left them gingerbread men. But people are so goddamn sensitive and people are looking for such convenient outrage opportunities now that they just fucking complain about anything. Anything. And I know I just complained about <coughs> the gender neutral or gender inclusive uh, traffic lights that I saw in Trafalgar Square. But didn't somebody have to complain in order for that change to be enacted? Because I'm sorry, politicians and people in those organizations, they're just not that proactive. They're not going to be as progressive to say, you know what we need in Trafalgar Square? We need that. Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe there's a fucking story behind it. But for me, it was just very peculiar because, you know, it's just a green man and a red man. Who cares? Who fucking cares? It's gingerbread man. Who fucking cares? I don't care enough to have it change the other way. So I just think it's a non-issue. And I just think there's a level of convenient outrage that just seems to be driving us insane in our own minds and towards each other at the moment. And it's really, really sad. You know, it's like fucking... Uh, it's like Corner Store Caroline or whatever her name is, Corner Store Catherine or whatever her name is. The one that the little uh, the little kid brushed by her with a backpack when he was leaving the shop with his mom in America, the little black kid. And, uh, and she turned around, freaked out and accused him of sexual assault. Like she was caught on CCTV, just conveniently being outraged and thought that she might get some traction because it was a minority. Like fucking disgusting people like this that just choose to be outraged at the drop of a dime over any 
instance or any scenario or anything that they can find to grab a hold of and make a make a case about that they know some inclusive group that they can tag on to is going to agree with them because they're ultra progressives absolute beta personalities that have nothing going for them and no authority or ownership in their own life so they're just looking to complain about shit that affects the rest of us unnecessarily Somebody had to complain that it was gingerbread men and got it changed to gender neutral. Or the owners of that bakery are just so fucking progressive <coughs> that they don't know their head from their asshole. Because, again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You know? Like, we've got people marching towards a border because they're escaping poverty. And we've got... We've got a serial killer in Germany or wherever the fuck it was that that lethal dosed. He hot dosed 100 people, just admitted to it. Like gingerbread men or gender, it doesn't matter. It's fucking gingerbread men. They've been gingerbread men for 200 years. Like it doesn't matter. Leave it alone. Don't be conveniently outraged about that. Go get a fucking hobby. Go work out. Go exercise or something. Like just ridiculous to me. Like this Lester billionaire who died in the helicopter crash. Like, that's a tragedy, man. <coughs> Gingerbread men is not. Fuck off. Leave it alone. I don't know. I got to tell you about this interaction that I had in the grocery store the other day. So it's almost Halloween. It's Halloween tomorrow, actually. And last, was it, it wasn't the weekend just gone, it was the previous. My wife and I went to the grocery store to get some decorations for the front of the house and to get our pumpkins for Halloween. And we were playing around and we were joking. We we're trying on some of the masks and that's disgusting because probably 400 people have also put that on and that's probably why I have a sore throat, but never mind. We were trying on the mask and fucking around and whatever, whatever. Got some food, went to the checkout. And you know, I don't know what the life of a cashier is like, but I can't imagine it's a ton of fun standing behind or I should say sitting behind that conveyor belt going boop 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 do you need any bags your total is do you have a club card put your card in thanks have a nice day boop 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 you know what I mean like what is it? Six hours of that? Seven hours of that? Eight hours of that? I don't, I don't know what the shifts are, but it can't be a lot of fun. So we go to the cash register and, you know, me being the jovial guy that I am, I try to spark up a conversation with the cashier. And I say, have you had a chance to try on the Halloween masks over there? You know, it's, uh, there's some spooky ones or some off the fucking cuff comment, you know, just with a smile on my face, just interacting, saying hello. Her this woman, I couldn't believe her response. It was hilarious. But it was kind of like, it was sad. It was like a really sad hilarious, if that makes sense. It was hilarious that somebody could have this opinion about this. Anyways, so I said, you know, there's a bunch of scary masks over there. Have you had a chance to go and try them on? And have you got your Halloween candy and whatever, whatever? And she's like, no. It's an import. I don't like imports. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, it's a stupid holiday and it's an import and I don't like imports. I was like, well, that's a bit of a xenophobic thing to say, don't you think, Barbara? And she's like, no, I wouldn't let my kids ever go trick-or-treating. She's like, that's just exactly, she's like, that's exactly the opportunity that the pedophiles want. I'm like, at this point, I'm kind of like, my jaw's kind of on the floor and I'm like, oh, 
okay. And my wife at this point said, well, you know, it's just a nice opportunity for the kids to get dressed up and play make-believe for a night and, you know, go and get some candy and interact with the other kids in the neighborhood. And again, Barbara was like, yeah, I didn't let my kids do that because that's exactly where the pedophiles are looking to get them. So in the course of maybe a minute and a half, this woman has declared that Halloween is just an import and no sort of an import is good. Mind you, I'm standing in front of her speaking the way I'm currently speaking and my wife has a South African accent. She doesn't like imports. She doesn't like make-believe and she thinks that Halloween is the perfect opportunity for pedophiles to kidnap kids I mean like I said at the very beginning of this little conversation point here I can't believe that somebody is it's hilariously sad that somebody out there can have this viewpoint on that and have so much vitriol inside of her and so much kind of gross negative energy inside her that she can't even pretend for a moment to indulge the customer. Not only can she not indulge the customer, but she makes a direct reference for the fact that imports are not good. She doesn't like them. And that she equates Halloween with pedophiles and, 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 and child rape and kidnapping. It's like I said to my wife, sometimes it's not, and maybe I said this on the last podcast or a few podcasts ago, but it's not, it's not always you. Sometimes you run into other people's shit and it gets all over you. My wife and I were as happy as, as you like when we went up to that cash register. And I thought, okay, let me just engage with this woman for half a minute and just say hello and have a nice day and make an off-the-cuff comment about a holiday you know, that her employer is clearly taking advantage of and celebrating. But no, she came with all the hatred and all the negativity that she had at her disposal at that point in time. And we departed and we just said, you have a nice day, Barbara. You have a really nice day. And I thought to myself, do I make a complaint about this woman? Like, do I go to her manager? Do I go to the corporate office and actually file a complaint about how ignorant and rude this woman was? Or do I let it go? I haven't, honest truth is, I haven't decided yet. I really haven't. But my wife was disturbed by it. You should have seen this woman's eyes. They were crazy negative. They were crazy dark. You know, just, you know some people, right? And it was really, really sad. It was, it was, it was like, oh my God, like hilarious. Like, I can't believe somebody's, being like this it was it was bizarre it was it, it was absolutely bizarre um but like i said sometimes you run into other people's shit sometimes you're absolutely sparkling and you'll run into other people's shit you don't know who you're gonna run into you don't know what kind of day they're having they're probably leaving their house starting at a six or a seven on the stress level most people do most people do not leave their house chilled, relaxed, calm, feeling good and healthy, ready to take on the day. <clears throat> That's not the norm. The norm is overworked, underpaid, underslept, undernourished, underexercised, underenthusiastic, if that's even a word. And then you get to run into them. Sometimes you get other people's shit all over you. 
you just have to know how to shake that off. Shake that off and move on. And I said to my wife, I said, don't take it personal. I mean, that woman's got her own shit going on. And we just asked the wrong question. But to be honest, any question probably would have been the wrong question. Because I can't see for the life of me how a positive comment comes out of that pig's mouth. It was horrendous. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should do all of the other customers a favor and and make it so that she doesn't get to interact with those people anymore. Or maybe I think, do I exacerbate the situation and, and do I become a catalyst for the next bad thing that's going to happen in this sad creature's life? And the third part of me says, do I fucking care? So I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. And I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be on tender hooks about it. Right. Should we talk about... <laughs> should we talk about the fact that... Canada, right? Where I grew up. Has obviously decided to legalize marijuana now for recreational use. And on the second day they sold out. <laughs> So, like, <clears throat> the whole entire thing's been on back order. Now the government of Canada has come out and said, actually, we've completely underestimated the, the, um, the demand for this. And we probably have, we probably got it wrong by half. It's probably twice as much as what we actually thought it was. No shit. Estimates are twice the size they initially thought it would be. And they cannot keep up. So either the government's going to have to ramp up its operations tenfold. Or they're going to have to open this up to the private market. But I just think it's hilarious that like all these other countries are sitting around, including the UK, saying, eh, we're not sure yet. Oh, we're not sure yet. Like... Canada is widely recognized as like the most friendly place on earth. And Canadians are widely recognized as some of the most friendly people on earth. Myself, probably not included in that because I'm not your atypical Canadian. If I don't get called aggressive at least once a day, it's not a, it's not a normal day. <laughs> but hey-ho, what can you do? Um, but... Canadians and, and Canada as a whole is widely recognized as one of the most friendly places on the planet. You know, they've got universal health care and blah, 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 blah. Like all these good things about Canada, right? It's beautiful and, you know. <coughs> and let's be honest, weed's basically been legal there for ages. It just hasn't been government regulated. Like it's never been a problem to smoke weed in Canada. I think I've been pulled over or stopped or interacted with the with like with law enforcement and marijuana maybe once in my entire life when I was maybe like 17 and it was just like hey kid fucking get rid of it and that was it and that was like 20 years ago you know so now it's just the fact that they've got some regulation but even they got it wrong even they got it wrong and if you want to take this just from a monetary point of view, we can do that. Because that conversation's dead. It, it takes me straight into the budget conversation now, right? Like the UK budget has just been released and it's a fucking joke. Let's be honest. Is what's his name? Hammond? Philip Hammond? He, what a fucking joke. What a joke this is. <clears throat> so living wage by the uh, by April of next year is going to go up to £8.20. They're calling this the living wage. £8.20. This is laughable to me. Not only because it's not in effect immediately, but the fact that it's only £8.20. My wife runs a small business and she pays her girls 10 flat, even. And she's been doing that for five years, six years. 
Like, the government can't catch up with this? Of course it's going to impact on employers. Of course. But overall, what you expect is that if you're going to actually truly say that austerity is over, then pumping more than a couple of quid into everybody's pockets a year is what you should be doing. Not this trickled bullshit that's been announced today or yesterday. Because the tax cut, that's for the top half. That's for the top half. The bottom half, this doesn't do anything for, right? So upper income families are going to get like 420 pounds extra a year. Low income families are going to get 38 quid a year extra. How, how dare you say that austerity is over when your plan of attack is to put 38 quid. It's basically a takeaway. It's an extra takeaway a year on the government. Like that's a pizza and wings from fucking Papa John's. Like that's a, that's a fucking Indian takeaway for three, you know, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous with the, with the fact that you see Canada saying, oh, you know what we've done? We've just made this thing that's completely harmless, completely legal. And we cannot keep up with the amount of money. We're going to be, we're going to get drowned in the amount of money that we're going to make from it. And yet this government here, who's still wrestling with the idea of whether or not to use it medically, by the way, not even recreationally, medically, they're still debating <clears throat> the benefits of this, has said, you know what we're going to do for education in this country? We're going to give it $400 million or 400 million pounds for the little extras the little extras. It works out to something like 10,000 per school for small schools and something like, what is it, 30,000 or something for, for larger schools. Now do that by the amount of students that are in the school and you tell me if it makes a fucking dent, does anything. In fact, I'll tell you how insignificant 400 million is for education. Do you know what it on par with the in this budget? What it was on par with? What they've allocated to fix potholes. Potholes and education are on equal terms in the amount of funding they're receiving from this budget. Are you fucking kidding me? What are we talking about here? 20 billion is going into the NHS. Fantastic. It's 1.3% extra or something like that. Great. I'll take every penny for our health services. God knows they need it. But to leave the teachers in the fucking dark like this is disgusting. The little extras. Here's some pocket money for the little extras. So we don't have a youth that's obese, stupid, and unemployable. What are you talking about? Like, the bottom line is, <laughs> Austeria is not fucking over, okay? There's nothing really positive in this budget that I've seen so far. But the top line points are the ones that I threw out. Living wages going up to £8.20, that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. The tax cuts, you're gonna get an extra 40 quid if you're a low income. This thing didn't do anything about the homeless problem that's being um, exacerbated by the universal credit. Like, nothing. Nothing. But the icing on the cake for me was when I saw that the potholes and the schools, potholes and education were on equal grounds in terms of the amount that they were allocated disgraceful. Philip, Philip Hammond should be fucking booed out of the parliament 
this government needs to go. It is absolutely ridiculous. So for for me to look on one side of the of the ocean and say, oh my God, look what Canada's done. Look at all the money they're making. Look at all the the demand they have to keep up with. Think about how many jobs this will create. Think about how many how many like how many services this could help fund. The tax revenue alone, the infrastructure. Like they've underestimated by half. They think it's twice what the demand is in Canada. Are you fucking crazy? Even if that's not true in the UK, you still stand to bring in an extra, uh, what was it, six or seven billion? I have to go back and read the clear, um, the, uh, the clear, uh, case for legalization, the report that they wrote, because it was an it was a really good report, and they they outlined all of it. But <clears throat> Canada's gonna be fucking swimming in money, swimming in money, and we're just over here twiddling our thumbs, saying, ah, here's here's four hundred million for some little extras in the schools. Uh, all you poor people out there that are fucking struggling to keep the lights on, we're going to throw you a Papa John's once a year. You're welcome. Get out of here. Anyways. The UK is in a fucking spin. I don't know what's going on. And God, don't even get us started on where Brexit is because nobody fucking knows. You know, but we're fucked up. The world's fucked up, but things are good, right? Things are good. This is the safest time to be alive. This is the most technologically advanced time to, to be alive. You know, we've got less disease in the world. We've got less poverty in the world. Despite what all the news outlets say, and despite all the things that we talk about, the truth of the matter is, this is the safest time and best time to be alive. So... It's a shame that we have what seems to be a glitch in the matrix. You know, with Trump in America and speak of the devil and he pops up on TV right in front of me. You know, it's a shame that we've got him spouting all of this garbage and this rhetoric and, and divisiveness and, you know, Anybody that says that he doesn't play a role in this, of course the president's narrative plays a role in social discourse. You fucking... Anybody that says anything different is retarded, okay? Of course the commander-in-chief of a country, the most powerful man in the free world, who is a Twitter troll, constantly on social media, spouting garbage, threats, attacks against anybody that disagrees with him, anybody politically opposed to him. You know, it's a shame. It's a glitch in the matrix almost. But maybe it's a, it's a glitch that we need. I don't know. But you've got a real problem on your hands because you're a couple of weeks away. I think eight days now from the midterms in America, right? And we can go into, you know, what happens if Democrats reclaim all the seats that they need to reclaim. I think they need to get 21 seats or something like that in addition to the ones that they need to hold. But we can go into that and that's fine. But... This signals a, I don't know, this is going to be like an acid test, right? This is going to be like a litmus test in terms of where America's going and who's actually motivated and mobilized to actually get shit done in that country. We're going to see. We're going to see. But <clears throat> while the Democrats are ref kind of finding their identity and what have you, you've got Trump and the GOP that are going negative, 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 right? So Trump is putting 5,000 troops in addition to the 2,000 border control agents or whoever they are that are down there. He's putting 5,000 troops on the border to, uh, to meet this caravan of migrants that is coming up from Latin America. I think it's Bolivia and Peru and places like that that are escaping, you know, whatever they're escaping, you know, a shitty fucking life. I don't know. But... I don't think people walk hundreds of miles like they're doing as a PR stunt or as like some political, maybe they're getting paid by the political uh, left. Who knows, right? Like all this shit. I don't think so, man. 
I don't know, but I don't think so. But he's putting 5,000 troops, army personnel on the border. They're on the way now. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen when they start to cross? Are they just going to get shot? What is going to happen? Are they going to get detained? There's hundreds of them. Thousands of them. How are they going to detain them all? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But they're not even there yet. Right? They still got to keep going. They're not even there yet. So the midterms are a couple of days away. This conflict is about to reach ahead. All of the other garbage that's going on in America, including the synagogue shooting, right? Including the fact that all of these news outlets and celebrities have been sent bombs to them in the past week, all that happened to be on the left. The fact that the guy was a raging Trump supporter, despite what anybody tells you, there's way too much evidence to say this guy's not a fucking Trump supporter. And not that that has, you know, correlation equals causation or anything like that. But, yeah, you know, this is what I mean. The, the president, the leader of a country, has a responsibility for <coughs> the tone and the rhetoric that he portrays and, and, and distributes through his media channels and how that affects the discourse of the entire country. And it categorically does. It absolutely does. To what degree is variable, but it absolutely does. How can it not? Why is he the leader? If what he says doesn't matter, doesn't carry any weight, of course it influences people. Anybody that says anything different is retarded, like I said before. So it's going to be interesting what happens because I think these two are going to converge and it's going to be quite interesting to see. Um, what's really terrible is that he won't, that he's planning to go to these funerals for these synagogue uh, victims even though he's been told to stay away until he denounces white nationalism categorically by the Jewish leaders of their community he's going to go anyways they don't want you there why would you go why would you not just send your best wishes I mean stop being so divisive why can't you just I mean, he's fucked. He's, he's mentally ill, right? You can you clearly know that. I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm saying he's mentally ill. I think he's been on prescription drugs for too long. I think he's mental. But the fact that he hasn't come out, the fact that he continues to say that the news media, the fake news media is the enemy of the people is a disgusting thing to say and should be held accountable for it. <coughs> I don't know how you do that, but... He definitely should be because as uh, what's his name? Jim Acosta said in the press briefing yesterday, who name them specifically if you're going to be a big man about it, because everybody that has been attacked has been more anti-Trump or left leaning or, you know, the, you know, the regular outlets. Everybody has been opposed to him. You know, Obama had one sent to him. Clinton had one sent to him. Fuck, they even went after De Niro. I mean, Jesus. And you come out and say this wouldn't happen if the Democrats were more compliant and the fake news media weren't so, like, critical of you and stopped spreading lies about you? Like, is that seriously what your fucking, is that seriously what your message, your output is? They were getting bombs sent to them. What if one of them went off? Would it even matter? Would it even change his opinion or the way that he talks about it? I don't know if it would. I don't think that it would. And the fact that people stand around him and support him like Sarah Sanders, who sits at a podium and does his bidding and his, you know, speaking for him to an extent an extension of, at the very least, is gross. The way she supported him when he was going through the Stormy Daniels thing and, you know, against these claims of sexual assault by other women and, you know, the fact that he's called various women various names, you know, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And he's not doing anything good for America. You know, he's about to have a meeting with China if that doesn't go wrong, it doesn't go right, he says, he's going to put these tariffs on. He's going to put the tariffs on anyways, 
right? But bad news, bad news in the long run. His workers are already getting fucked. You can see it. All you have to do is look outside of CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all of the regular ones, all the ones you know the names of, you need to stop listening to them, right? It's like Facebook. You can't listen to what's on Facebook. They have an agenda. You have to go to people who are just there to report what's going on. Like Reuters, like AP, like uh, the Press Association, you know, people like this. News agencies that put people on the ground. Not news broadcasters just like the CNNs and the and NBCs and, you know, all of these people. So it's just really sad and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens because you've got this shit happening with the media on one side. You've got this migrant caravan coming on the other side. And you've got now this funeral situation with the Jewish community and the shooting that happened there. Um by someone who's clearly anti-Semitic, clear, I mean, this whole entire platform that he was uh, posting the stuff on has now been taken off the internet, uh, which is crazy. And also makes me think, well, okay, cool. If you do that, how come there's so much, um, you know, if you have such an anti-piracy problem, why, how come these, all these torrent sites are still online? You know, you can't shut them down, get fucked. You can't shut them down. You know, like all of these like gross websites and shit, you can't shut them down. Of course you can shut them down. You're not doing any due diligence. So, um, anyways, this guy was taken off this site, uh, and he was clearly anti-Semitic, but just, again, he didn't want to go and post his stuff on Facebook, like the guy who was mailing the bombs, because he knew he'd get pulled, and this is about censorship. So, wouldn't we rather have these people on these major platforms so at least we can keep a fucking eye on them rather than scattered like roaches all across the internet into these little sites that have 700,000 users and 900,000 users and 400,000, you know, but they're just collectives of these fucking horrible mentalities. Don't we want them on the major platforms? And don't we want those major platforms regulated like utilities? So they have monitoring, they have regulation, they have process, they have structure. Right now it's a wild west. Mark Zuckerberg does not give a fuck about this. He doesn't care about this. He just wants to make money. The only reason he wants to solve this problem is so he can continue making money. That's it. He is not this benevolent fucking startup hyper growth savant that's interested in changing the world. He wants to market stuff to you. That's it. You're a commodity to him. And that is it. And you look at Myanmar and the shit that's gone on there and Africa and the stuff that's gone on there and Europe and the stuff that's gone on there, you know, and America and stuff that's gone on there. I mean, I mean, Facebook is shit, you know, really, really bad. But um, I don't know. I think I've gotten off on a tangent here. I think, you know, the, the point is, the point is, that you've got some people that are less scared to come out of the woodworks now and less worried about being discovered seemingly just so they can act and just so they can be in a, you know, a like-minded community like this guy was. And I know we're flipping back and forth between pipe bombs and the synagogue shooting and stuff. Let's be clear, the guy who was at the synagogue who shot up all of those people, who were all elderly, by the way, um, which was really sad. And a couple of um, mentally handicapped brothers who were like 59 and 56 who were at the door, apparently. They were the doormen uh, for, the, for the service. It was just really awful, awful, awful stuff. Anyways, that guy was on the social media dab and he's a fucking crazy anti-Semitic that just hates him. And one of his problems was uh, he feels like this migrant caravan is bringing in people like the type he doesn't want in this country. So that was one of his beefs. So again, he was kind of against Trump, but the other guy on the pipe bomb was a massive Trump supporter and he was, you know, sending these pipe bombs to prominent Democrats and outspoken opposition of Trump. That's what he was doing. So two people. One guy's called Cesar. The other guy's called fucking whatever the fuck. Bowers or something like that. 
but just sad times, man. Sad times in America and the world's watching. So I really hope that they take this opportunity to mobilize and get out to the polls. And I don't think I'm one or the other. I never, I never really identify with one or the other. I like personalities, I like messages. I like what people stand for. But I would say in my my makeup, I'm conservative about stuff. I'm liberal about, liberal about stuff. I'm progressive about stuff. Um, but I'm traditional about other things, you know? And I don't think you can draw party lines on that, on people, you know? And it's time that more of an inclusive message is delivered through politics in general, I think. So the world is watching. The world is watching. And I hope this is the beginning of the reset for whatever glitch this is in the matrix because it's uh, it's a bit much now. It's just like, can we not get back to some semblance of normality? It just seems like there's chaos everywhere you turn. And I understand that that's the media's job and so on and so forth, but... You know, there are plenty of good things out there, definitely. But there are plenty of bad things that need to be addressed. And I think one of the main things is that America's course at the moment is misaligned with continued success and future growth. And that unfortunately impacts everybody else. So that's why we're watching. And I hope they get it right. And we'll see if they do. But, you know... Um, there just needs to be a light bulb moment for those guys. And I think it probably, it's, it seems like it's coming. But it also seemed like Hillary Clinton was going to win the election until she didn't, right? So who the fuck knows what's going to happen, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Everybody will be keeping an eye on it. It's, you can't avoid it. Um, but before we go, guys, I wanted to make a couple recommendations um, off of, Netflix. One which I've seen, one which I haven't seen because it only just came out, but I probably don't need to see it in order to recommend it just because this guy is so legit. But the first one, if you haven't seen it, is Adam Sandler's uh, stand-up hour. It's uh, it's it's incredibly creative. Um, he basically documents him going from, you know, doing a show off of a notepad and you know all of his notes and fucking it up and da 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 all the way up to like this fucking huge stadium and it just cuts in between and it's interspersed and he does his songs like like he used to do back in the day it's just really good stuff really good content really well done um and i would definitely recommend it uh to anybody that enjoys stand-up comedy enjoys adam sandler doesn't enjoy adam sandler's movies uh this is completely different but he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a special talent for sure. Um, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. I was laughing out loud the, the entire time. It was, um, it was really well done. So check that out. The other one is, uh, I th oh, fuck, uh, it's called uh, The Despicables or something. Uh, let me just check it on, uh, on Instagram because... It's Joey Diaz's stand-up, and you can search it that way. Um, but I just want to get you the name of it. Let me uh, let, let me just check Instagram real quick. It is called, and it comes out today, by the way. Uh, it's called The Degenerates. And I, I, I don't know if it's, I think it's his hour. I think it's his hour. But either way, if you've not been exposed to Joey Diaz, fucking hold on to your seats because he's a beast. Um... Joe Rogan calls him the funniest man that's ever lived. Um, I think he's absolutely hilarious. He goes on these rants. He's a very honest comic. He's got he's got stories for years. Um, he's just an absolute unique character. And uh, and I've been watching Joey Diaz for a long time. Um, you know, obviously through Joe Rogan and and everything like that. But he's just uh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. And if you guys like to laugh, um, I would definitely suggest checking that out. So there you go, man. There's two uh, there's two recommendations for you. And I think we're going to leave it there. We're about an hour, right? Um, the last show was super long, uh, super short, but we do them in varying 
you know, durations, depending on what we're talking about, how, how deep you want to dive into those topics and stuff like that. But I'd be interested to know from you guys, like what kind of length you enjoy of these shows. We're 57 episodes in now. So you've got your taste. There's hour shows like this. There's 30 minute shows. There's, you know, hour and a half shows. There's two hour shows, I think is the top end of, uh, of what we've done, maybe two and a half. But generally, they're around an hour and a half, I would say, probably on an average, hour 15, something like that. So I'd just be interested in your feedback if you're, um, if you would like to give us some, that'd be great. But I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. That's, uh, that's going to be it for us now. So um, I, I may get back for another episode this week. I'm not sure. If not, definitely next week. Um, but I've got a few conferences and stuff that I have to go to. So I don't know what my availability is going to be like. As always, if I can, I will, um, and keep you updated on not only the stories that we talked about today, uh, but anything else that's going on in the world that I find interesting. Uh, we've not done a technology show. I want to do a technology show and just talk about AI and <coughs> robotics companies and things like that. There's a lot of stuff that, I, that I'm planning, but now it's just kind of finding it with this new routine that I'm adhering to and, and getting in place. Uh, just when I can get on the mic and, and bring you guys another show. Uh, I do as many as I can, and if I can do multiple per week, I definitely do that. But let me know about duration. I'm interested to know about duration. Um, but let's leave it there, guys. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Again, get us on iTunes. Get us on SoundCloud. Get us on Stitcher. Get us on TuneIn Radio. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the at quiet part loud is the handle on both um if you want to search for us there and uh and tell us what you think guys rate us like us you know don't like us tell us we're shit whatever is uh honestly on your mind after you listen to our our show here uh but we want to hear from you either way so um that's it love you guys thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with another episode but until then all the best guys